How you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Vegas. This is unscripted and in your face. All right, uh, once again, children, uh, gather around. Bring the women and children, and welcome to the program banned in uh, 31 countries, including Kentucky. Welcome to uh, Unscripted and In Your Face. I'm joined by my good friend, WIND's own, living large man, Mr. Jeff Pincus. This is yours truly, Chet Kopic, the godfather of uh, Chicago Sports Talk Radio. And, of course, we are brought to you by our marvelous friends at uh, John Coyne's American Taxi, Chicagoland's premier suburban taxi Service now. Before we start the podcast, I have to say something. Yeah, what's that? I know we've had a uh, what do you call it? a um, not a discussion group, a media group. You know, when they throw people into a room and they decide like if a they, focus group. Thank you. And against my better judgment, <laughs> which I don't have much of anyway. I was about to say we're, 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 that that is the biggest oxymoron. We are. Of course, going, we have a long way to go. We we uh, are now going to you know continue, of course, podcasting, but we're going to make it a little bit more. We should let our audience know a little more sports related, because of all the great. Teams well, in it's town. because if you think about uh, think about Mo Green arguing with uh, Michael Corleone, when the Corleone family arrives in Vegas to take over the casino, and Mo Green says, "I was earning my bones when you were, uh, you know, dating cheerleaders." Oh, so now you're going to? I earned my bones now by, you're shoot me by the being eye? a sportscaster. <laughs> Poor Mo. Because I I can be Mo Green. You actually have to be the Italian because even though you're not, because you're the Gentile. Which, by the way, that's another conversation we're trying to, Dan Levy, our technical producer, and I are trying to get you to convert. And the only stumbling block, as I've told him this last night on my radio show, is he won't be able to eat a red lobster anymore <laughs> because he can't eat shellfish. So I don't know what we're going to do. But anyway, let, let, let's, let's continue with the broadcast and let's talk about sports. You, I see you have some, uh, well, I, I do. Some and, great uh, conversation. This is, um, uh, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna dumb me down, I'm not right dumbing you top, down. Yes, you are. I'm not. This is this is classic Pinker. You're trying to dumb me down. We right are dumbing you down. We're gonna read Cub minutes. quotes. All right. That is dumbing us both down. Here, here is what I believe is the is the undoing of sports. Now, these are quotes just recently out of the Chicago Cub locker room. All right. Let's now, see. now think of the poor schmuck who drives in from Ottumwa, Iowa. And you know what? These days, with the cost of baseball tickets, for a lot of people going to a Cub game or maybe going to a weekend series, Expensive. hello, that's their vacation. Quick question. That is their vacation. How do you feel, you personally, I know why they do it, do you feel about the alternating prices of the Cub games? I mean, like uh, if it's May at night, it's more. If it's June and done a Saturday or Sunday, if they're playing If it's the Cardinals, the Cardinals it's more. You know what I mean? Uh, it's uh, July, it's August. I mean, if it's April, uh, it's, it's like It's like taking your customer and saying, hello, sucker, we're going to dip into your wallet even further. Okay, so you disagree with that? Yeah, vehemently. At least a wonderful, classy Blackhawks. I also, it is what I, it is during the year, and I don't care if you're playing the Canadians or the Canucks or the Capitals. And then, of course, playoff tickets, I, I get it. They, they, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's going to be more money. It's better hockey. It's a better series. You're going to, but, hey, help me. Hey, quick question, then we'll, we'll continue. Do they raise the prices each series? or is it like, Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. They do, the Hawks. But, again, I have no problem with that. I'm just asking. Because as know. you advance... The stakes get higher. Yes. You're playing for a championship. Okay. Right. And, and right now, you know, right now on the strata of, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago sports franchises, mm-hmm. the Bears are always number one mm-hmm. for one reason. Pro football is so big 
and people gamble on the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I have the Cubs at number two. I now have the Blackhawks number three on the uh, list of uh, Chicago sports teams mm-hmm. and their uh, relative importance ahead of the Bulls. I have the White Sox right now languishing in a very deep fifth place. Mired in fifth place with a box office that, in my opinion, is going to be a dump truck in July, August, and September. Interesting. Okay. Let's see what you read. read uh, did you get these quotes or were these handed to you? No, no. I, I picked producer. these up out of various, uh, yeah, by, my, <laughs> by my erstwhile producer. <laughs> who is doing five to who, ten right who, now who, in who, Stateville? No, who's got a? It's, it sound, looks like a dog and a note in her mouth over here with the. Uh, well, this came from uh, this came from Lou Pinella after uh, the Cubs got oh. knocked off by the Pirates on Saturday. Mm-hmm. How about this? Boy, that big hit really is elusive. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sixty-seven-year-old man. Why not say the obvious? Jim Henry gave me a lousy hand. The ball club isn't playing up to its uh, potential. Potential, a great word, you know. potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, saying to me, "Boy, that uh, boy. boy, that big hit really is uh, elusive." That's like that's like my all-time favorite. Elusive. You know, you know, we just have to uh, mind our business and play them one game at a time. Yeah, I mean, elusive means what? I mean, it's elusive. It's like you can't. I mean, it was a we got we got beat with a big hit. That's it. <laughs> Hello. Well, no, it means it, it means that the Cubs, uh, see Derek Lee, see Aramis Ramirez, are not coming up with big hits. And right now, Aramis Ramirez is your Chicago baseball bust out of the year. More than uh, Alfonso. Yeah, well, Alf- Alfonso kind of has uh, emeritus status, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Also, Pinker, how about this one from Ryan Dempster? Ooh, the, after, ca- the uh, Canadian. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Canadian. Mm-hmm. The big, big hockey fan, major he hockey is. fan. After uh, after Saturday's Cub game, Ryan chimed in with this uh, uh, gem, which, in, in my opinion, writes with anything ever turned out by Edgar Allan Poe or Ernest Hemingway. Maybe he should kill himself. Mario, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a problem. Papa killed himself. <laughs> what did he say? The easiest answer is to play hard. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wasting? Where, where do they come up with this crap? Okay, you'd rather be. Air- and I've been around this. I've been around this all my life. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? Well, anything I, good? I, I figured. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who's the next one uh, from? Next one is from uh, is from Derek Lee. Mm-hmm. Following the Cub loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Derek chimed in with one that, uh, in my opinion, probably rates with choose one, four score and seven years ago, uh, or maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. We he have nothing to fear. John Wilkes Booth killed Kennedy. <laughs> we have nothing to fear but fear itself. <laughs> Derek said, uh, uh, we don't come out here every day to lose. <laughs> okay, Derek. You're really, I tell you. Can you imagine being an insurance salesman at Allstate and walking in and saying to your boss after you've had a lousy two week run, I don't go out and sell every day to lose. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't go out every day to lose. Yeah. Really, he's a real closer. And who was any more? No, no. Oh, I think great. I think I think that's more than enough. But I mean, what, what what it amounts to is why why does sports get a quote mulligan in the game of life? I mean, I mean, these quotes are so innocuous and so dumb and so and so out and out stupid that if you applied them to real life, Pinker, where would they go? And the answer is is most the 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 devil's advocate would say, listen, I'm not here to listen to their intelligence i'm here to watch them play and of course they can't do either and that's and that's that's the key 
Nobody cares about what they have to say after the game. They just have to do that because they have to fill time and they have to write something for the paper or have something to talk on sports talk radio, and that's why they do it. But uh, I'm not. I'm not saying there's not any guys that are intelligent. One of the guys from 1980, Bill something. You know, he became like an oral surgeon. Bill, what's his hell? He's in Minnesota. I'm not saying every athlete is dumb, but let's just let's just say it like this. You know better than anyone because you're a pro football maven. You don't get a scholarship to go to college because you've got it between the ears. In most cases, Notre Dame, yes, Duke, yes, but many schools, you just you just have to get through. And these guys are just intelligent. I'm not knocking them. No, the They've best example, board. the best example of that is uh, a running back named Robert Smith, who was a brilliant football player. Later played for the Vikings. He quit playing football at Ohio State, and I give the kid uh, five stars, uh, a medal of honor for doing this. He literally dropped football one year because. The assistant coaches and the head coach at the time at Ohio State, who I believe, uh, well, it matters not who the head coach was. It wasn't Earl Bruce. It was the guy who replaced Earl Bruce. But anyway. Woody Hayes? No. Uh, Woody was already, <laughs> Woody had already gone to that last great uh, goalpost. I'm trying to get as smart the as the, these players. But anyways, what, what happened? Well, what, what, did what, he the, do? what they did was this. He wanted to be a doctor. But labs would interfere with spring practice and labs would interfere with his ability to uh, concentrate on football 24 hours a day. So the coaches were leaning on him big time not to take pre-med, to drop pre-med and take, you know, introduction to uh, waterboarding. Yeah, because your football career averages could average about three years. 3.5 years. Thank you, 3.5 years. I was close. So there you go. Good for him. Because here's the thing. How many ex-football players are broke? Many. You know why? Because they don't know how to handle money. Why? Because they didn't go to school. Why? Because they have the the improper breeding. And why? Because they've been they've been pampered ever since they're nine years old. That's true. And you find out that these kids have a talent. You know, we don't do that with violinists. We don't do that with chemists. We don't do that with uh, a kid who might have great journalistic skills. But if you can throw a baseball ninety six miles per hour, or you know you're a true you're a tremendous left tackle, you get you get what I call a youthful free pass. It's true. Then when it's all said and done, the hardest thing, Pinker, you know, for for an athlete is not playing the game. It's the first year out of the game because the car deal is gone, the clothes deals are gone. All of a sudden, the maitre d' at the restaurant doesn't bump you to the front of the line. All of a sudden, people don't want your autograph as much as they wanted it anymore. It's true. That's why it's nice to see guys out there like Gary Fensick, who went to Yale, who were raised right, and and, and he became a successful businessman because he had the, the qualities after and to that point, I know we're getting a little serious here, but it's true. You know, that's why you have to get an education. Because at any time, at any time in your life, it could be 20, 21 years old, you blow out your knee junior year, you're dead. You have to get an education mm-hmm. to fall back on. Not a, the, the, the chances of making it in pro sports is slim and none. Let's use Mark Grace. I always like to use this as an example. If Leon, no, hear me out here. If Leon Durham, and Mark Grace had a great career, if Leon Durham, didn't start doing cocaine and didn't let that ball go under his glove against the Padres back in 84 and then go mashugi and then he got traded to the Cardinals. Mark Grace, I'm just using this as an example. You have to be, you have to have a little luck in life too. Never would have been brought up to the Cubs. He would have languished, maybe not, maybe gone somewhere else. He got brought up and he played first base and the rest is history. So there's no guarantee because you're talented that you're going to get to the bigs in any sport. Hockey, football, baseball, basketball. See, they should stay in school, but it's just not the way it is in this culture. I'm Jeff Pekus, and I approve of this message. It's true, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for the high point of the show. Here we go. Oh, why? Now, I, you're, I, listen, I, I really I really dug deep for this one today. What did you do? Go to I'm, page I'm, 12? I'm giving the, the oatmeal a workout at the East Bank Club, and I'm, 
You know, by the way, uh, should we announce I'm having my first Diet Coke of the day? Mm-hmm. Can I say, here's the here's a problem with that. It gives me less material to pound you on. It's not good for me, but it's good for you, and uh, you're much more fluid today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, you just watch. It's going to go all downhill. <laughs> we just hit the fork in the road. Think about Sonny Bono hitting the tree. <laughs> That's where we are right now. Oh, did Here a, we go. Did a Kenny kid hit a tree, too? <laughs> Didn't he? You know, you know what always ticked me off about Sonny Bono dying? Was Cher speaking at Sonny's oh, funeral? She was a, she crying her, crying she her was eyes out. Crap. She played that for all it was worth. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Johnny come lately. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Cheryl Lavin, I guess from the uh, Chicago uh, Sun Times. Oh, she ugly, and she really is. Yeah, she's, she really is. Uh, dear Cheryl Lavin, or, or dear as we'd like to say in the trade, doctor, you want this chick giving you Dr. advice, Panker? Yeah. No, here we go. Yeah. My wife was a perfectionist, an emotionally abusive hothead who felt entitled to complain about anything she chose. I can relate to that. However, you <laughs> didn't dare criticize her. You know what? This guy speaks to the nation. <laughs> she was, she was just plain uh, mean. Mm-hmm. Her behavior uh, was a symptom of depression. Living with her was like living with a drug addict who hurts all those who love them and refuses to change until they bottom out. Mm-hmm. She refused to change even when I threatened a divorce. Once she was uh, sure I met it, the family woke up and took responsibility for herself. She began seeing a therapist. She began seeing a therapist and started taking an antidepressant. <laughs> now she is as sweet as can be and enjoying life. I don't know why so many people refuse to get help when it's available. Depression is a terrible condition and sucks the joy out of life. Signed, finally happy. Can you imagine the hell the this only guy thing, went through? The only thing I have to say is, welcome to the North Shore. <laughs> Exactly. If this guy doesn't live, if this guy doesn't live. Welcome to North Atui Avenue, just a little bit south of Waukegan. Of, of Waukegan. Take it from Milwaukee Avenue. Going going west <laughs> up to Glenview. No, yeah, east to the lake. Well, Glenview is west of there. And you got your dividing line between Tui Avenue and a little south of Waukegan. Milwaukee Avenue's dividing line. And that's very generous all the way to the lake. And that's what you have yes sir reese sir god bless them <laughs> this is welcome to the north shore sir yes sir enjoy all you guys all you guys isn't it amazing you know by the way i'm coming up on the uh the fourth anniversary of my divorce god bless you child god bless you i'm coming on the fourth anniversary of wanting to get a divorce <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, listen, with the cabbage cabbage your wife makes out in Barrington, hustling real estate, you can't afford right now to get a divorce. No question. (laughs) It's cheaper to keep them. Cheaper to keep them. Cheap them to keep them. (laughs) Well, I run down to the city and do this nonsense every single week. All I can say right now, Pinker, is, boy, that last marriage really was elusive. It was. (laughs) Suppose suppose you walked into a courtroom. Suppose we'd actually adjudicated this sucker instead of walking in, you know, with all the uh, mm-hmm. all the uh, the round pegs and the round holes and all the square pegs and the square holes. Yeah. Suppose suppose the uh, the judge would have said, uh, uh, Mr. Kopic, why are you seeking a divorce? And I would have responded by saying, uh, Judge, I don't come out or I don't get dressed every morning to lose. I was going to say I don't come to court to lose every day, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Those are Chicago Cubs. You no, know, here's Levy. Here's our tech guy. He's been hanging around locker rooms all his life. He's a he's a, he's what I call you know a, a rink rat. He holds a microphone and waits for these uh, mm-hmm. these great these, quotes, these bodacious quotes from guys like Alfonso Soriano, who's saying you know baseball being a very very good to me. That was Adolfo <laughs> Phillips. No, no, that was actually. Remember Chico Escuela on no. Saturday Night Live? No, you don't remember Chico no. Escuela. I'm not a big Saturday Night Live fan. I never, I, back in the day, I was with Belushi and Aykroyd. And, uh, well, that's and that's team. when Garrett Morris was on. Actually, I liked SCTV. That was my SCTV opinion. was so cool, the best. Yeah, it was Canadian. Well, think of the brand new, uh, think of the brand new Miller Beer commercial. You have the old African American sitting on the uh, the front porch, mm-hmm. and the kid comes out and he gets a Miller Light, and he's checking out the chick on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's Garrett Morris, whose character I, yeah, was with, yeah, with the beard. Chico Escuela. I, I, I remember uh, Garrett Morris. Yeah, he had the. Uh, uh, he he has the uh, beard now. He looks very old. Well, that's about right. Let's see. Let's see. We're at, uh, oh, we're, we're 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 working overtime. You said we have to cut, keep it at fifteen minutes. And we're going. On you know, 17. if you know, you're being so damn petulant. Who? You're you're being so. Are damn you Bill petulant. O'Reilly? In the word of the day is ding 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 petulant. No, no. I would just like to say this. Elusive. Maybe. Yes. Uh, the easiest answer is to play short. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get out of here now? You told me this. Give me this long email that the focus group said we can't be longer than. There was minutes. no focus group. I'm trying to jazz this up for me. You said you showed it to several people in the know that know about, and we should be doing this and that and whatever. So we're doing it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. This uh, broadcast was brought to you by our good friends at American Taxi. Which, by the way, as you know, I came back from North Carolina over the weekend, and I took them to and from Midway, all the really? way from Barrington, a long way. Outstanding. You tell me you need a cab at 5.45 in the morning? They're not there at 5.45. They're there at 5.35, waiting on your driveway. Service is exceptional. They know where they're going. And I'm not trying to make jokes, because a lot of cab companies, which we haven't covered on this particular program. Try to rip off. That's right. Try to rip off American Taxi's branding. Right. And I want to say something, and I'm not trying to be uh, pretentious or pompous. When you live in a little bit nicer suburb, you find the painter, the carpenter, you know, the guy that could come to remodeling, it's X plus 25% because, ah, I see this guy coming. Seriously. Mm, sure. And an American taxi, they're as honest as the day is long. So, folks, anybody out in the suburbs is looking to get to O'Hare or Midway and a Mitchell Field up in Milwaukee, call American Taxi. Go online, americantaxi.com. Of course, Pecker, you see, Great I live people. in the West Loop, uh, and uh, a half a block away I have uh, uh, I have a rehab center for drug addicts. I so think- we don't... We don't have those guys. We don't have carpenters coming around saying, I'm looking at X plus 25%. You know what I'm Our saying. carpenters come around and say, how soon can I get the hell out of here? You know what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of times you live in a nicer suburb. They rip you off and they go, they take another, they take a long way, so to speak, but not American Taxi. They're awesome. American Taxi is the best. Are now, have been for the past 35 years. You will always be on top of the game with American Taxi. We thank Dan Levy. The Panker is the man. Don't forget, living large every uh, Sunday on WYN. At 5 p.m. 5 to 7 p.m. He will knock your socks off. I'm Chet Kopik. I'm just looking for real work. And once again, we'll catch you next time around on Undisputed and In Your Face. So long, everybody.